Hi, I'm Michelle Vickers. And I'm Christine Beverly. Welcome to the Consciousness Insider. We have such a wonderful question this week from Nicole. And Nicole writes, Hi, Michelle. I've watched all of your Consciousness Insider videos and have been able to relate to various aspects of each. Thank you so very much for sharing your gift and these videos with us. I've been through a roller coaster of emotions and struggles the past few years, and now that I found you, I have a feeling I know why. I felt isolated, lonely, depressed, and like running far, far away from everything and everyone. I'm very irritated by commercialism. I feel distraught over the current state of Mother Earth, what we are doing to her beautiful wildlife and natural habitat, and I've been making attempts to live a more minimal lifestyle. I feel like I'm on a constant search for something to be passionate about and feel helpless in a world that needs so much help. I want to take action. I want my life to mean something. I want to make a difference, but I don't know how. I believe and feel with every ounce of my being that I must go down this spiritual path of consciousness. This is what I've been looking for and what I need. It feels right. Maybe I've been experiencing these feelings because I've not permitted myself to move forward for fear of affecting the relationships I have with those around me. My question is this, how does one find the strength to leave behind the people that no longer serve their personal path? Are they supposed to leave behind these people? I think what has been holding me back is knowing my husband will not be open to sharing this journey with me. I cannot talk to him about spiritual things. He simply does not want to discuss it and is not open to the possibilities. I'm afraid should these marriage ties become broken that it will also affect the relationship I have with my children. Will they too resent me if my marriage was to end? I guess this all comes down to fear, doesn't it? The fear of change, the fear of broken relationships. I think this may be the biggest thing that has been holding me back from the changes I know I need to make in my life. How does one navigate something that would have such a profound impact on their immediate family structure? Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for having the courage to ask this question and really share it with, with both Christine and I and our audience today. You know, that it takes a lot of courage to be able to just find the strength to admit that the life that you're living isn't the life you want to be living. And I think... Yeah. You know, both Christine and I have have had to face that um, numerous times throughout our journey. And I know we we both know how much courage that it really it takes a lot to to ask. So thank you so, so much. Um, You know, it's really um, it's really cool, actually. The first thing that your your soul is sharing is that, you know, it's, it's interesting. The first thing they're going into is actually courage. And, you know, your courage, you've been hiding from it for, pro- they're saying about the last 18 to 20 years. So what that means is, you know, you've been <clears throat> aware that there is more for you and yet you've been holding yourself back. So it's interesting because that will show you a pattern that's been going on. You know, when, when we're looking at 18 to 20 years, we feel like that's who we are. And, and that's really, um, you know, the, the way that we've sort of acclimated to hiding, hiding from the courage. And, you know, what in, in your case specifically, what that really means is when you feel the pull to ask for more, to want more, to do more, you know, your, um, you're, you're suppressing it and you're hiding it. And it's now at the point where you feel like, 
hiding and suppressing is more of who you are than the courage side. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Perfect. So ultimately, you know, you identify more with hiding right now than with courage. And, and at the end of the day, you know, what, what felt like so much to ask this question is actually, you know, your turning point that basically the moment you have the courage to ask it, the universe answered and said, let's do this. I and felt that. It's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. So the first thing that they want you to to really start looking at is, you know, your how do I uh, the way you look at yourself, and um, that's probably the most important part. We're going to touch on it in a few different areas today, but mostly it's the way you look at yourself um, in relation to other people, other experiences. Um, but you have a lot of judgment for yourself and, and not just for yourself, but everything you do, you judge. Mm -hmm. And there's this constant, you know, it's like wanting to be perfect for everyone else all the time. It's like, you're constantly doing things for so many other people and you just want it to be perfect because you want them to be happy. And at the end of the day, it's, there's a, it's, it's funny. It's two-sided what they're showing me. So it's, it's not balanced, but yet the part that's not balanced is balanced, which is going to, is interesting. I'll explain what I mean. So, um, you know, there's a big part of you that is over-serving in the sense of wanting everything to be perfect for everyone else. So when you do that, you're, you're, mind is constantly focused on doing what you can do, what you can be busy doing, um, what you need to get done still, (laughs) you know, that, that constant busy mind that doesn't let you, well, it doesn't let you think, which sounds counterintuitive because you're thinking about all those things, but it doesn't let you, um, really think about what's actually important to you. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I first started on this journey, I realized it was like a bright shining light on all the things that I did. You know, for me, it was the radio was always on. The TV was always on. The, there was a constant barrage of external. I was, I love to, to socialize and, and I love to entertain. So the more I was thinking and planning about what I was going to do next for someone else or, you know, I was going to have a party. So now I'm going to plan that party for, you know, a month or two, whatever it is. But it gave me a reason to be busy. And that's what they're showing me is that you had this reason to be busy. So you don't end up having the time or the opportunity because your brain is so consumed. It's, you know, it's, it's even, it doesn't really matter what capacity it's in, but it showed, they're showing me that for you in particular, it's your family that, that keeps you busy, that keeps Mm. you on your toes, that, you know, it's constantly keeping you running here and there, um, you know, and your, your children and, you know, all the different extensions, there's always someone who wants something from you. And, you know, that's the dynamic that you're going to have a hard time breaking. And what I mean by that is, um, you're going to, first of all, have to learn to say no. And there's a reason for that. Okay. Because here's the thing. If you keep doing everything, for everyone else, they don't have to do it themselves. Right? 
Christine's from... I might from, know a thing or two about that. <laughs> she's very familiar with that dynamic. Um, and at the end of the day, it's so important to let other people learn how to do what they need to learn how to do to become who they're meant to be. So this is the thing, is if you imagine, you know, all of you and your family, you're going down the highway, but you're all in your own lane. It's not your job to decide how fast they go and where they turn off. It's your job to decide where you're going, how fast the speed that you're going to go. You go with the speed that you're comfortable with. If someone else wants to pass you, let them pass. If someone else wants to get off the highway or you want to get off and have a break, it's fine. It's your job to decide for you. And that's the really cool thing is I think that as a society, you know, I can feel it's like we get so caught up in not wanting to leave anyone, you know, it's like this feeling like we're leaving them and we don't want to leave anyone left behind. And the reality is we end up making a lot of mistakes. We end up overcorrecting. We also end up overcontrolling mm-hmm. and overhelping. And then what happens is that the, the humans that we are trying to help, we're not helping them at all. We are facilitating them staying exactly the same and not moving at all and not evolving into the people that they're meant to be. So it's really important. It doesn't matter what age your children are. It doesn't matter what your children are into or who they are as individuals. It's so important for you to lead your life and empower yourself and to focus on what's important to you because then what you teach your children is for them to focus on what's important to them because here's the thing. You do, you, you are doing this because you were taught how to do this by your parents. And on your mother's side, we're going back eight or nine generations. It's been seven generations strong, which means for the last seven generations, there is no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the energy. It's, it's so thick. It's like nothing is going to deter you from helping your children and doing everything you can to make them who you want them to be. But you forgot to let them be who they're meant to be, which is different than wanting them to be who you want them to be, right? Like That's such a huge shift in in how you approach and be with your children. That's huge. So many people want their children to be successful and they forget that it's their children's job to learn, to grow, and to evolve with however they want to. And, you know, it's not like it was purposely set out. You know, you came by this honestly, and what really affected you the most was, you know, your mother, as a young child, you know, your mother was rock solid in her unwavering commitment to being there for you. (laughs) And, um, as much as that feels like it's a great thing, she never gave you the space and the room to figure it out yourself. Mm. Makes sense? Absolutely makes perfect sense. Yeah. So if, you know, and, and so now you're going to have to learn how to figure it out now. And that's so cool. You're finally ready. And the fact that you also are aware, you know, of the dynamics between you and your husband. Here's the thing. You, uh, you are vibrating that... Um, that energy of just wanting to make things perfect. So 
so was he. And of course, that's how you came together. That's what attracted you to each other, that same dynamic. And now you want to change and you want to grow beyond that dynamic. He, he's not ready and he hasn't decided to. But here's the thing. It's that same going back to the lane. You and your husband on the highway be in your own lane. It doesn't mean you're leading your own life. It means that you allow yourself to grow and you allow yourself to follow what feeds your heart. It doesn't mean you're leaving him behind. It means that when you're present with him, you now have so much more to offer him because you're offering yourself so much more when you're with you. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So really what you want to be doing right now is really figuring out who you are. And I know that so many people always say to me, you know, Michelle, where do I even start? Like, I've never done this before. You know, I'm in my fifties or my forties or my sixties and I've never done this. Like, I don't, here's the reality. You have to let yourself look at life from the perspective of a toddler. And I know that your brain is like, what? Hmm. Your, your brain does not want to accept that, you know, you're, you want to treat yourself like a child. But here's the reality. With a toddler, do you get angry at them when they fall, when they're learning to walk? No. You encourage them and you let them be where they are so that they can get up and they can move and they can do whatever it is that they need to do in their own time. Right? You know, so it's... Basically, what I mean by treating yourself like a child is giving yourself the time and the freedom to explore all the things that make you so happy. So no judgment, no agenda. And that's what they keep showing me. So you, you love to plan and you love to organize, you know, what you're going to be doing for everyone else. Here's the thing. You can't do that for yourself. You have to, and you can't really start doing it for everyone else, but we're, we're going to just focus on one thing at a time because if they said don't do anything for anyone, you're going to be overwhelmed because you're not going to actually know what to do with your time. And this is, um, this is another side effect, you know, especially people who are so busy with their mind planning mm-hmm. to go from one extreme to, if I said to you, just go out and be, you're going to be like, what? what the heck do I do? <laughs> like you would literally be st- like stunned. Um, and that's not, that's not the intention. So it's simple. It's simple, simple things. What they are showing me is you need way more fresh air. And by way more fresh air, I mean, you need to be outside for at least two to three hours every single day. And it doesn't matter what time of year, if it's the winter, dress for it and get outside. Your natural instinct your natural gifts and your inspiration flow from the earth for you in particular. And that is why in your question, which is so cool, I just remembered it as I was feeling it, is you talk so much about the earth and and your awareness of her and what she has to offer you is so infinite. And all you need to do is spend time with her and you're going to start to feel the awareness and feel the inspiration coming in because that's who you are and that's who you're meant to be. You know, your impact in the world is only, what's the word, faded, shaded, held back really um, by your inability to allow yourself to shine and allow yourself to be who you are in spite of all the other 
pieces of, of your world. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does make sense. So what I would, mm-hmm. would say right now is, you know, you have a couple, couple things to work on is first and foremost, stop planning for your family. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is, you know, don't be as readily available. It's okay to plan things for yourself. And in fact, that's the other part of what you need to be working on is, you know, if you have, you know, you have a day that you're going out and you want to spend some time in nature, don't change your plans to work on something for someone else. It's, it's okay to have plans and it's okay to stick to them. Even though someone else may not think that going for a walk or a hike isn't as important, the reality is it's the most important thing for you because rebuilding your conscious connection. And what I mean by conscious connection is your physical in this world awareness of how you communicate with the earth. That is what you need to be working on right now. And the only way that you can do that is by spending time in nature and around nature and with nature. So it's not um, synthetic and synthetic is really not a good mix for you. It's interesting. It's like um, synthetic anything is not, whether it's um, plants and flowers. I don't know why I keep seeing the synthetic plants around you, but you might have some in your home, something that's not natural, but they're not a good mix for you because it's, it's like, um, your brain, your brain sees it, but energetically you're not feeling it. Does that make sense? Of course. And so there's a breakdown in the communication. So a lot of people think, Oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's just some flowers in your house, but everything matters. Mm -hmm. Everything counts. And especially for you, where it comes to the earth, everything counts. Everything matters. So, you know, just go through your home. Notice the things that you've said, oh, it's no big deal before. And just start moving things out that don't resonate with you and how you want to feel every single day. Because, you know, what they're really showing is that in order for you to cultivate your own awareness, to to really work on that connection that you have with yourself and with the universe and becoming aware of, of, you know, who you are and the gifts that you have to offer and to give, not the things that you've been taught to do and the person that you've been taught to do, but really that meaty stuff that's going to, you know, change other people's lives. The only way that you can find that is by cultivating this awareness and cultivating your relationship with with the earth. And ultimately, as you do that, you're going to discover more of who you are. And that's really super important. Yeah. yeah. It, what, there was something that you said there that really reminded me of my own experience as well when I was just starting to get into that journey and discover what was really important to me. Yeah. One of the things that I really noticed about myself was how much I kept myself busy doing things for other people that I convinced, I convinced myself were really important that I had to do. And it was my way, when I really saw it, it was my way of keeping myself held back from the work I actually needed to do. Magic, right? And that's where the courage came in, yes. was first seeing what I was doing, getting really clear on what was actually important for me in my journey, and then allowing myself and having giving myself the permission, but allowing myself to start making choices that were best for me, completely free from how anybody else was going to respond to them or what impact it would have. It's not making choices in spite of others. It was just staying focused on making choices that were best for me. And I had to allow myself to do that. And I think that's what a lot of people forget is that 
It's not in spite, right? Absolutely it's, not. It's to nurture your own self. And yeah. that needs to become a priority. Yes. And and once it becomes a priority, your energy shifts. So you're not doing things in spite of someone no. else. You're doing things to allow yourself to flow forward. Yes. So you're not cutting other people out of your life. You're naturally moving forward. And here's the other thing. Your husband may mm-hmm. very well choose to come along. It usually takes about three months for your changes to affect them. Yes. So we have to remember that, that you make a change today, it's gonna to take three months for that to unfold and affect him and for him to decide, oh, that looks pretty cool. I might, you know, and during those three months, he's gonna have questions, he's gonna have comments. But remember, okay, when there's anger that's coming at you, it's his fear. Mm-hmm. And 99% of that time, it's his fear that, oh my gosh, what's she doing without me? You know, am I going to be left behind? It isn't his fear that, you know, you're going to be thought of as crazy. That's not what it is. It's that there, his fear in particular, actually, your husband, it's really cool. Um, You know, he has an interesting dynamic in his own, in his own life. You know, he has, he's gone through a lot of hardship, but more importantly, you know, he, um, there's a, there's a heavy energy. It's very, um, it's like a huge weight that he's carrying that he wants to also please other people. And he is so worried about letting anyone and everyone down and even you. And, you know, you know, it, it rolls over into that. And, you know, he'll say things because he doesn't want to let you down. So if you go too far off the path that he's comfortable with, it's not that he's going against you. It's that he doesn't want you to get too caught up in something that is going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his fear of you being hurt, of you being um, misguided or misled is so strong. It's like he has such a protective um really this protective feeling when it comes to you. So what you really want to be doing is allowing yourself to just focus on what's right for you and remember to treat him with kindness Mm -hmm. and love and respect and, you know, let him be where he is. Don't need him to be where you are. And also don't need him to understand where you are because that's the biggest mistake that most of us make is we think that other people need to understand where we are. And that's where we end up hurting ourselves because we have an expectation that we've set for that person, which at the end of the day is completely inappropriate. It's not your job to tell him where he needs to be. Going back to that highway, right? And all the lanes, let him be in his lane. Let him choose when he's gonna accelerate, when he's gonna hit the brakes, when he's gonna take a break. It's your job to decide what you're gonna do with your life. And it doesn't, you know, a lot of people, they think, oh, we're in a marriage, we need to do everything together, we need to do it this way, we have goals we're working towards. If you are working towards nurturing and really allowing and cultivating your own sense of self, you create a space for every other person in your life to do the same. You're not cutting anyone out. You're not hurting anyone. You are actually creating a space for so much joy and potential for every single person that you connect with. It's about allowing yourself to feel that potential And use that potential as your guide for every time you have to do something that goes against what you've been doing for so long. So you're going towards your new goal, which is 
creating potential, creating opportunity, and allowing yourself to become who you are, which means you're going to be saying no to the things you used to say yes to. They're going to feel uncomfortable and you are going to feel uncomfortable too. It's, It's just because your mind is so used to saying yes, but it doesn't mean that it's uncomfortable bad. It means you're uncomfortable good because you're changing and you're moving in the right direction. Make sense? It does. Yeah, it really does. And a couple of tools that maybe might be helpful that we can reference. The last episode that we had uh, from Stephanie, because Nicole said that she's been watching all of the episodes. Yeah. The last episode with Stephanie over... um, uh, mm-hmm. the definition of respect and allowing others to have their own journey. So episode 18. Episode 18. Perfect. Yeah, that might be a great one. And, and then in your book, talking all about um, how you describe compassion in res- and in respect. Yes. And believe. Yes. Respect and compassion. The different chapters on that awesome. might be really helpful as well. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so, so much, Nicole, for having the courage to ask your question today. And I you know, I'm celebrating you today. I'm celebrating you and the the choices that you're making in your soul is so, so excited and so happy to, you know, even have the opportunity to discover more of what you're capable of and more of your potential. So cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nicole, for asking your question. It was wonderful. The journey that you're embarking on tremendous courage and really enjoyed hearing Michelle's answers to all of it as well. And thank you to everyone who watched our episode. If you have a question that you'd like Michelle to respond to, please visit the michellevickers.com website on the Consciousness Insider page. And at the bottom, there's a form for you to fill out and submit your question. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye-bye now.